I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome back to Bretton Cliff's Flea Circus. My name is Cliff. Yes. Yes. It is. Your name is, yeah, it Cliff. is. Okay. That's true. And I'm joined by <laughs> Chain Man Eddie. Oh, amazing. Chain Man Eddie. You're going to get stuck <laughs> into the crowd, eh? <laughs> I am. I mentioned Chain Man like... Eddie this week. Did you? Yeah. I used, I used to like his finishing move. He used to just put his head down yeah. and run into I people, didn't he? Somebody playing football trying to do a header like that. And I went. <laughs> <laughs> And I just went, chin my daddy, and no one knew what I was talking about. <laughs> no, it's a very niche thing, I think. Like, uh, we should explain it. it's off a game called Pit Fighter. Yeah. Um, it, it was, was just... a fighting game, like in the wake of Street Fighter and all of that stuff, where it was essentially yeah. bare knuckle boxing, wasn't it? And you were surrounded <laughs> by a crowd that would push you back in, like bend yeah. over from his waist <laughs> down and just rush at you with his, the top of his head. His head. Zinedine uh-huh. Zidane style. All right. Well, <laughs> welcome, Mr. Eddie, or as a chain man. Thanks. How do you prefer pre- to be addressed? I prefer chain man. Okay, chain man. That's well, all right nice with to you. Have you. It's Thanks. absolutely fine with me. Um, yeah, good. How are you doing, chain man? I'm doing okay. Yes, I'm doing all right. Not too bad. Mustn't grumble. Uh, here, how are you? Yeah, I've got this uh, memory of being a kid, right, mm-hmm. um, at school, being mm-hmm. dressed up as, as a Dickensian child yeah. in, in the school, singing Food, Glorious Food. Do you think that that's a, a, a true memory or have I fabricated it? What do you I think? I think there's three options. Right. You fabricated it. Uh-huh. You were dressed up like that for a show or something. Or, or it's that the was- whole school? Oh, the whole that was school was dressed up like that. That was me, life. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's not how I'd like the whole last school school to was come out. Up. <laughs> like a Dickensian child. Yeah, and more like having having a uh, having one well lunch, which obviously wouldn't have been if we a Dickensian child would would be in the workhouse. <laughs> We'd receive the slops, but yeah, the whole school was like uh, having my having my dinner and singing. Food, glorious food, but were dressed up like Dickensian children. I think we used to, in my primary school, I think we used to sing that song. So it's a possibility. Might have happened. It is a possibility. Yeah, I think I, I'm sticking with it, me. I think it did happen. If anybody did go to my school who listens to this, then tell us whether. What I'm primary right or wrong. school is that? Temple Park. With, this, with the baths. 
But I, the only school with the bus. We, we had to, we rather, used to have to get a bus to your school to go through. We were rather uh, proud of the fact that uh, other schools had to had to come to us to go in the bus mm-hmm. and that. Was there ever? Um, did you ever have to wear a Veruca sock? Uh, the indignity of the Veruca sock. Uh-huh. No, but I, I, uh, other people used to. Did I, I you? Saw other people. Did you ever have the grommets? I think we mentioned grommets. I mean, I, I, yeah, I think you did. It might have been on the the one that you uh, lost to the ether. That one. <laughs> yeah, we talked about that. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, no, I didn't have I didn't have the grommets, and I didn't have I did have a Ruka once, but this well, was in the the senior sock. school. No, this this was we weren't going to swimming at the time, and uh, me mom picked the Veruka out of me me foot with a, oh. a pin. She'd like dug it out. Well, what a, a horrendous way to launch this episode. <laughs> that memory. Yeah. What's the, can Verugas attack any other places? I don't know. What, feet? I don't know what they are. Are they like warts of the feet? Yeah, the, and they the get like roots. But warts have that, right? Uh, I don't I think know. they're the wart of the feet of the foot. <laughs> the wart of the foot. I think that's Is that what they are. They are? Yeah, could be. Could be like. Uh, and do they ever um, trouble adults? Just don't seem to, do they? I've never known an stay, adult mentioned one. Yeah. Stay right away from adults, the Verugas, <laughs> unless uh, the, the adults just keep quiet about it. Well, uh, or maybe we can file it alongside leukemia as child-only problems. I think so. I think so. Maybe maybe the, the bazooka, that Veruca adults. But oh, they, shit, they, that's they the thing. So adults yeah. must have it. They must, yeah. But they don't allow... Uh, children of bazooka their own verugas. No, you have to wear a, a skin-coloured rubber yeah. sock instead. It would lead to some terrible discrepancies if it you were to do that. You think, it uh, certainly would. Do you think it still happens now? How, do they still exist now? Verugas are the socks. I don't think any child I, I think they the go hand in hand, Cliff. <laughs> I don't think any child I don't think any child in the world has a veruca in 2020. Yeah. Do you not? I wonder how we've uh, eradicated the Veruca. The bazooka, I would imagine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's true. Well, that yeah. Was... What, what do you think about this and all? What do you think about this, right? Okay. Because me, me and the wife are having this conversation. Bath water, right? Yeah. As in, like, water from the bathroom. Safe yep. to drink? Out of the tap. think it's safe to drink? Yeah. Out of the bathroom sink. Yeah. It's frowned upon, isn't it? It's frowned upon? <laughs> it's frowned upon. Of course it's frowned upon. It is. <laughs> I'm not sure why. No, were you, no, were you told as a kid not to drink that Don't water? Don't drink that. Don't get a drink out of that. <laughs> Me, I, I was as well. I was because... Uh, Do you think I, it's because it's in close proximity to piss <laughs> and shit? I don't know. I don't know what it is. The wife said, right, it's got something to do with plumbing. And in, in, when we were kids, it was a different type of boiler that you would get, say, bathed in, right? Probably a dirty boiler. I don't a know. A dirty boiler, yeah. But that's why, yeah, that's why it wasn't safe to drink. But these days, plumbing's moved on, and you're allowed to drink it. That's what the wife says. Not in the likes of Greece. Uh, well, I have got another question for you, actually. Would would you uh, would you mix espionage with the gift of chocolates? 
Because that would, if it depends. <laughs> what do you mean? Am I trying to deliver them or? Well, avoid the reason them? I asked this last week, we were doing a, um, a show and we, um, we had to watch like old children's stuff. And on one of the, the things, an advert came on for the milk tray man. Mm-hmm. And I just couldn't work out why he was up now. If I'm being I think honest. if you're going to deliver a box of chocolates to someone, mm-hmm. you can just knock on the door. I know. Who's he, gonna he goes get, long way get around. out? Get out! Don't want he's these being, bloody chocolates, man. He's being chased by you know gunmen on skis and that, and all he wants to do is give some last some chocolates. I can you know only I mean? assume that the object of his affections is the wife or daughter of a very serious and powerful <laughs> military man, and yeah. his attention is more than unwanted. And if that I is the so. case, you should just give up the ghost. I think you should. I think you should stop messing around with Russian oligarchs' wives. That's yeah. what I think. He should, shouldn't he? There's he many, should. He should learn his lesson. There's many a lass would just accept the gift of a box of chocolates and he could yeah. turn up in his normal clothes. He could. There would be no need for the skis. I mean, if, if he came here... And just started delivering chocolates to like some random lass at the nook. There would be no need for buggies, skis, abseiling. I mean, apart None from of that would Apart from to make goodies escape. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'd have, you'd have to be a fast runner. I mean, you'd I have was, to outrun a pit bull. I, I would make sure I had plenty of equipment with us to get out of there. <laughs> if that, if I was. <laughs> and also a box of milk tray. Not worth the not worth the effort. <laughs> I'd it maybe is. put a couple of boosts through the letterbox. <laughs> uh, Two next boosts. time a couple of a couple of boosts drop through my letterbox, I'll, I'll start getting worried. I think. Like, um, would you leave a little calling card like the old train man used what to? What would it? What does his say? It's don't think it says anything. It's just a silhouette of the old train man. <laughs> yeah, it's my silhouette would silhouette. be a, a sight of a horse. <laughs> I don't think I'd get a call back. <laughs> I don't think you would. Plus, how, how's the lady who loves milk tray supposed to get back to the milk tray man? He hasn't left his number out, just a silhouette. But she loves I mean, it again. He doesn't need to go to all that trouble. If anything, I would have thought for the lady who doesn't realize she loves milk tray, that's what it's, the slogan should have been. <laughs> The lady who milk tray is being forced upon. The lady who has been quite reluctant to accept a box of milk tray. (laughs) (laughs) So, listeners, if you hadn't realised by now, this is a jazz episode. (laughs) We haven't made any notes. (laughs) No, I haven't done anything for this Um, one. But we are going to talk about a film. I've got some stuff to talk about. But yeah. I'm conscious that so far it's been nonsense. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the film. And I've got some stories to tell you at the end. And if anybody's still right. bothered, they can hear my tales <laughs> of war before they drop off to sleep or whatever it is that they do. I'm sure they'll be bothered, man. Reach climax, drop off to sleep. I don't know. Finish Reach a five k run. Reach climax? Well, I don't know what might happen while people get to the end of this podcast. Are you suggesting that people are wanting while they're listening to me and you talk? Or, God forbid, making love, as I like to call it. 
Yeah, you dirty bastard. Did... I wasn't thinking about masturbating. Wait, I you always think about the sick, the sacred act of lovemaking. That's what I was thinking. So you you think they they put our dulcet tones on? Would well, you not? And then realize, get down to it. Have you never noticed that I get faster as I get to the end of this and stuff? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't like it. I like to start off fast and then slow down. At least that's that Quite seems rapidly. to be. Yeah, it's, it's in the old age that seems to be happening. <laughs> A little bit more often. <laughs> well, thank how you did you get it. us into that, man? I Jesus don't know. I'm, Christ! I've been, I've been trapped here. You have um, de- doing your Darren Brown mind tricks on us again, aren't you? The man who's mm-hmm. got a real aversion to Darren Brown. Um, <laughs> oh, my dad! Uh-huh. Point my dad say it's all magicians. He said, didn't he? he? Does. Yeah, he especially Paul Daniels. So he must have loved last week's episode. Sorry, Dad. <laughs> he must have. He must have done. We'll have to make it up to him by doing an episode on Troy or something like that that he can get into. Does he like Troy? He likes the epics. Does he? Mm-hmm. Well, there's better epics than Troy, though. Well, you there? can have it out with him. I'm just suggested an epic film. Right. Do Gladiator instead of so much. Ah, whatever. Ah. <laughs> You reared up there, Cliff. I didn't know. That's you <laughs> Right, yeah, so what I'm going to do, Philemon. Mm-hmm. Your suggestion this week? It is It is my suggestion, yes. A film called The Gift mm-hmm. from 2015. Yep. And I, I sort of missed this one, I think. I think I watched it a few years after that. Um, it was like recommended. It was from my cousin, I think, who lives in Scotland. He says it was good, okay. so I like uh, checked it out. Um, but I really like it. It's a good old thriller, isn't it? Yeah, it's good. It's quite old. It reminds us of the kind of thrillers that came out in the kind of mid nineties and stuff, like single white female kind of thing. I don't think it's as uh-huh. good as that, but it's that kind of uh, thriller, like a home invasion, not home invasion, but somebody. Yeah. works their way into someone else's life and they're not all uh-huh. that it seems to be. Um, I remember seeing it um, getting advertised not long after I moved here. So I moved here in 2014. So in 2015, uh-huh. um, I, it, I saw like, I don't know, like a, a, a movie show where they were interviewing the stars of it. So it's, although... This is what I was surprised about. I didn't realize that it was directed by Joel Edgerton, um, who's mm-hmm. he's, he's not like a superstar actor, but he's he's in quite a lot of stuff. You might recognize him. Yeah. He's um, a bit of a character actor. Quite interesting, I think, especially when you realize he directed this as well. Um, uh-huh. And he wrote it as well, didn't he? Yeah, so he's uh-huh. a bit of a renaissance man. But I didn't realize at the time that this was him because I saw... The interview was with Jason Bateman, who's the other star of it, and Rebecca mm-hmm. Hall, who plays his wife. Yeah. Um, so I didn't know uh-huh. it was anything to do with Joel Edgerton, or maybe even in 2015, I didn't know who he was, but that might be the case. Yeah. The thing is, the, the picture on the, the DVD, it doesn't really look like him, does it? No, it he's, doesn't. He's like disguised with that goatee beard and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, but I like him. Like I like Joel, Joel Edgerton. Everything I've seen him, and he's, he's been really watchable, really good, you know? Yeah, I was looking through his uh, list of films that he's been in, and I don't think I've seen him in all that many things. Um, 
No, I feel like I saw him in more stuff, but a lot of the yeah. films he was in, I just, I'm, yeah, I don't think I've really seen them. Is he in yeah, Midnight have, Special? Uh, is, is he in that? I he is in that. Uh-huh. that I like one. that fella. I know you like that. He, uh, Michael Shannon. He's in the the thing uh, prequel as well. Have you? You seen oh, that? No, Which I is okay. That. I haven't seen that. You haven't seen that. It's okay. It's just the special effects are rubbish. Uh, he's in another one called Lovin' as well, which is really good. I think you'll like that one. Okay. Um, and Warrior, which I was actually yes. going to suggest instead of this film to do, but you you have uh, an aversion to one of the actors in it, so I didn't. Tom Hardy. What am I doing on that? Yeah, but that Warrior is really, really good. I it's think excellent. Warrior is not what it seems to be, is it? No, and it's got Nick Nolte in, which if any film's got Nick Nolte in, I'm in. (laughs) (laughs) I think he's a bad man. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he is is a bad man. He is definitely a bad man. (laughs) But it's brilliant, that film, anyway, so if anybody hasn't, you know, seen that Yeah, it it really isn't what what it looks like, I think. Um, Mm -hmm. Well, it is, but there's a lot more to it than two men fighting each other. It is, and it's about UFC, and I don't even like UFC. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you. I'm a boxing fan. I like me boxing, but I'm not uh, bothered. UFC, nope, not for me. Not I don't bothered. like people rolling around, cuddling each other on the ground. <laughs> they look like definitely they're not getting all kinds of pain in UFC. But anyway, <laughs> Jason Bateman, mm-hmm. star of Teen Wolf Two, star of. Yeah. Um, Arrested Development, which we talked about last week or the week before that you haven't seen, uh-huh. uh, nope. usually plays a kind of happy-go-lucky, uh, everyman kind of character. Um, mm-hmm. But in this, he plays a little bit against type. And he's if you're not sure who he is off any of that, he's the main guy in Ozark on Netflix, which I think has made him a bit more of a household name now. Mm-hmm. Um, and that role in that is very similar to what he's like in this, I think. Um, yeah, very much inspired by it. I would, I would have thought. Yeah, the thing is about this film and, and Jason uh, Bateman as well. Initially, you, you kind of you're on his side, aren't you? Initially, because mm. um, the the premise of the the thing is that yeah, they move into a new house in LA, um, and they're sort of buying you know furniture and stuff like that for their new house, and they kind of stumble over this this guy called Gordo, mm-hmm. um, who. Is Joe Legend, and, yeah. um, and he says that he, he recognizes Simon, um, who is uh, Jason Bateman. Um, he says that oh, I went to school with you and stuff like that. Um, and he, he kind of sort of starts introducing himself into their lives by leaving little gifts mm. outside outside yeah. the home. He overhears the address, doesn't he, when he's Bateman's yeah. uh, giving it over to get something right. delivered. He doesn't actually tell him where he lives and he uh-huh. says he'll get his number, but no. I don't think he really takes his number. And there's a, it's a, yeah. you can tell there's something a bit awkward because he says he doesn't recognise him from school. And uh-huh. it's a bit weird to not recognise somebody yeah. at all. Um, and mm-hmm. the wife's kind of says, oh, you, uh, well, maybe we should invite him over or something. But you uh-huh. can tell something's amiss, um, yeah. but you're not sure what. But what it seems mm-hmm. like is that he's a bit of a weirdo from the past and he's like Bateman's already thinking yeah we don't really want to be hanging around with him because he's a bit odd Uh, and that's Uh, kind of where it goes yeah that's that's the way it starts at least there's an audience that's what you you sort of you you feel do you know what I mean because you Mm -hmm. don't know the whole story yet Um, 
but so you're on the side of this couple who basically this this guy's just sort of introducing himself into the house he sees like you know he has dinner with them and stuff like that and he, he's he's just trying to involve himself yeah. in their lives and, and obviously going you know, over to see the wife doesn't he when uh yeah when, when, when he's not home Jason when he knows he's not home yeah and like you've said before, you know, that kind of sort of social interaction and stuff can sometimes be awkward. Do you know what I mean? When there's like, you know, we've talked about, you know, child's birthday parties and stuff like that, where you've got to mm. talk to other people and, and yeah. things. So I think everybody can relate to that kind of awkwardness of like somebody new just turned up and it, it being a bit strange. Mm-hmm. Uh, Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But then he, he just starts, you know, being friendly and, and sort of, Leaving gifts outside, doesn't he? I yeah, think of... I think it's a bit. Un... It's a bit like he's over familiar, but he mm-hmm. seems like he's a nice guy. Yeah, obviously, the social norms of how you conduct yourself around people and around couples is not that you don't just keep turning up every day and being like, oh. I'll tune yeah. your TV in if you want or whatever. So as much uh-huh. as he's not doing anything wrong, really, it is he's the fact that creepy. it's like it's just not normal that somebody would do this all the time. He's, yeah. he's absolutely not doing anything wrong. He's just a bit, mm-hmm. bit full on, and you would imagine yeah. he's probably a bit lonely. Like that's what it comes across as at first. Because uh-huh. he doesn't it's, seem yeah. that excited to see Simon. Jason Bateman's character, is he? he doesn't seem like he's like, oh my god, I can't believe I've seen you after all these years, and I no, want to hang out shocked. with you. He's not. Yeah, he's more. He's, he's more shocked. That, yeah, he's more shocked that he's come back in the uh, where they grew up. Yeah, uh, that's that's the thing. And um, what he does, uh, one of the, the times where you've just mentioned, he does turn up. Uh, he turns up knowing that Simon's not going to be there. Mm-hmm. He, uh, he's taken around like a wonder of the house and stuff like that. Um, and he, he's looking through various things and they find like a baby thing and yep. stuff like that. And there's also this monkey in in the, in a box where they're just unpacking it. And uh, the wife says to him, well, we'll have to get rid of that because uh, Simon's got a phobia of monkeys. So he's like picking all this kind of stuff up yep. as he's, he's sort of speaking to them. Um, but initially, I mean, he, he does, like you say, he, he seems awkward, you know, he seems a little bit creepy, but generally he just seems like an okay guy, doesn't he? And then all of a sudden, kind of Jason Bateman seems to be on the turn, doesn't he? Like, yeah, he... I, I think I would say with Jason Bateman's character is that even at the beginning of this, when you don't know the full story, uh-huh. he's still not very likable. There's something that makes oh, you yeah, not a hundred percent on, like yeah. with him. His wife seems uh-huh. okay, but there's something a little bit odd about his mm-hmm. wife as well. Um, but there's something you can't quite like him, and I think that's really good on Jason Bateman's side because uh-huh. if you've seen him in Arrested Development and stuff like that, he's usually a really likable guy. Um, yeah. Before you get to Ozark now, but at this point, he plays likable characters. Who's the one who's mm-hmm. always getting put upon, and it's and it's really good from Bateman. I think at, at the beginning of this, because the first half an hour, forty five minutes of the film, he really is like the good guy. There's no reason not to suspect yeah. he's the good guy, but uh-huh. there's just something a little bit off that in his performance that. Yeah. Yeah. Keeps you from th- you think 
there's something not right here. Yeah. But you're not sure what. And I think that's really excellent from uh, Jason Bateman to manage to do that. Yeah. And I think that's why they put, you know, Jason Bateman in the role as well. Yeah. The other thing that does that as well is, is kind of the way Joel Edgerton's kind of, you know, shot the film. There always seems to be a distance between Robin and Simon, yeah. you know, yeah. the, the couple. The, the, yeah. There's always distance between them. So, you know, that something's up. And they do mention sort of like an, an incident that's happened where they've previously lived. You don't immediately know what that is, but then no. you, you come to find out that it, it's got something to do with, either drugs or alcohol, yeah. which refuses to have a drink and, and stuff like that. Yeah. So that you're right, there is a distance there. And I, yeah, it's definitely from the app, but I think it's from the director as well. Yeah, no, That's, I agree. And, I, and I, you, you you hear that they've been trying to have a baby, but haven't had a baby. That's one of the things. Yeah. So you can kind of attribute... Um, if there's a, some kind of problem with them, it's because that's obviously tense and they've, they've had, yeah, uh, you know, a difficult time coming to mm-hmm. terms with that. And, but I like uh, on the exact the flip side of Jason Bateman, I think this is what Edgerton's done really good with his direction is that you've got the bad guy, Gordo, yeah. who you start off thinking, well, he's all right, but there's something a little bit wrong with him. Yeah. Even though he's done nothing wrong. So you've got these two flip side characters, Bateman, Mm -hmm. the nice guy, who's the good guy in it, but there's something not quite right with him. Yeah. Gordo, who's set up as the creep, but actually isn't Mm -hmm. doing anything wrong. And you think there's got Mm -hmm. to be more to this. And I think that's what uh, Edgerton's direction and the two performances do just so well because you're not mm-hmm. sure for pretty much all of the film who the good guy or bad guy is or if they're both bad guys on some level or good guys on some level. And I think that's what's clever about it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, completely. I mean, that's that's a good kind of the twist as the film goes on, isn't it? That's yeah. that's what that's what happens. I mean, initially you're siding with, the, you know, you're siding with Simon, who's the you know, the husband in the couple, this guy's just sort of turned up and, and he's putting himself in a life. But eventually, as the film goes on, you start disliking Simon a little, more yeah. and more as it little, goes along. Do you know what I mean? things keep happening, doesn't he? He snaps yeah. at the wife. He has like a bit chinks of a, in the armour. Yeah, he, the, the facade of being this happy family man and this good, loving husband uh-huh. uh, start to cracks appear in it as you get on bit by bit and some of his behavior is a bit circumspect mm-hmm. and he's not that nice to his wife actually most of the time and it looks like uh-huh. he cares more about appearances and he's always trying to protect his appearance and like stuff like that yeah. and he's very dismissive of other people and stuff um uh-huh. so as it goes on and like you say halfway through the film it kind of flips when you uh-huh. actually realize that all of this stuff has been pointing towards the fact that maybe he isn't such a nice guy and there's more to it uh, mm-hmm. with Gordo and maybe yeah. maybe it's not as simple as him not recognising who he was when he first saw him and there's uh-huh. more more of a backstory than that. Yeah, that's it. And, and his wife, Robin, she, sort of, she keeps being a little bit more suspicious as the, the film goes on. So as, as your, your trust of the... Uh, of Simon sort of wavers, it's like that's happening with 
the wife as well. Yeah, and so that's there's um, a viewer that's gone. You know, you're seeing it from her point of view. Yeah, you're almost like experiencing things the same as her. Yeah, and I think that's another really clever um, way of editing making this film because she's kind of a bit part character. This is very much Bateman versus Edgerton. Um, yeah. But like you say, with, she's, her, in, with, she's caught in the middle yeah. and uh-huh. everything that those two characters do with each other and all mm-hmm. this dance that they have around each other is over her. Edgerton's going to see yeah. her. He doesn't want her to see him. And like you say, mm-hmm. you end up kind of uncovering what's going on through her eyes. And it's the, the bit... Her, the way that she approaches it is, she's not suspicious of Gordo. When the first, yeah, she she's uh, just like, well, he's a nice guy, like he's coming around to try and help, and you're being mean, uh-huh. you're being mean, yeah. like unless there's something you're not telling us. I don't yeah. know why you're being so mean to this guy. He just seems all right, all right. He's a bit 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 odd, bit full on, yeah. but he's all right, isn't he? So she yeah. really is the eyes and ears of you, and and almost. Mm-hmm she kind of like points you in the direction of what you should be feeling. Like it is, you don't really get the chance to make your own mind up. I think, cause you, you, you're uh-huh. following her. I, I think that's true. I think definitely true that, I mean, without her, she's like, she's the kind of thing that keeps the thing going. Otherwise yeah. it would just be this, this kind of, you know, the clash of two people that doesn't really make much sense, but she uncovers everything. Doesn't yeah. she? And she, she discovers the reason for Jason Bateman's uh, character, Simon, to sort of want to keep Gordo at arm's mm. length. Um, and she also and- says to him, um, you know, she keeps saying that, you know, why he's so suspicious of him and stuff like that. Like, he, you know, he <laughs> seems all right. And she becomes more suspicious of Simon yeah, for not wanting to have Gordo. anything to do with him than him for keep turning uh-huh. up and being a bit weird and a, and that's what's kind of the the nice t- twist in yeah. the plot. I think the unusual thing it about is. the plot and it and it shows I mean, it's that really distance. Well. Yeah, I think it is. It's very low key film. Not a lot mm-hmm. goes on. It, it, there's no kind of histrionics or anything spectacular goes on. It's very low key performances. The way it's uh-huh. shot is very low key. There's only about four or five actors in the entire thing i would say um there is yeah it's, but it's just very economically done everything the, the yeah. kind of it's on for a little bit over two hours uh and mm-hmm. and i'm not just saying this to be funny but i do think it could have been a bit shorter i think there are some <laughs> bits that uh i think this is a perfect like 90 100 minute film but i think it's on a little bit longer than that um, yeah, I oh, like this. I don't mind long films, mate. I, look, I it's uh, brilliant. I don't mind it, but I do think that yeah. this, with about 10 15 minutes out of it, would, wouldn't mm-hmm. have lost anything. I think you could have lost mm-hmm. a, a few bits and pieces. Well, I'm happy with the length of it. I think that's what <laughs> well, I'd say. <laughs> you're happy with the length. That's fine. I'm happy me. with the length. Uh, you know, you know me. I'm happy with the length. <laughs> so, yeah. And then we're—I mean—are we going to do spoilers in in this? Or well, it's been out for five years, hasn't it? So, you know, if anybody hasn't seen the fight yet, we'd recommend you see it. If anybody wants to go and watch it now, and pause this and come back to it later, then okay. But the fight, the fight. What's the fight? That's what you said. The gift. Uh 
<laughs> What's the fight? That's the sell-off last week, isn't it? That's the oh, sell-off yeah. last week, man. Honestly, <laughs> I've, had about, I've had about six hours sleep this week. I'm <laughs> running on fumes. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry, the, the gift. Um, mm-hmm. If anybody hasn't seen it, wants to go watch it, then do it. Um, yeah. We'll we'll go into what happens, but... Well, we've got I don't really think it's... The main part of it is is uh, the bullying aspect, yeah. isn't it? I yeah. think that's 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 the main message of the film. Mm-hmm. Um, because what happens is it turns out that uh, Jason Bateman's character, has, in his youth, has been quite a, a vicious bully mm. uh, and has bullied Gordo among others. Um, and obviously, he hasn't changed. He's still yeah. the same type he's of character. Got this squeaky isn't? clean image now that he's grown up and got yeah. a job and is successful. So you don't kind of think it. And it's quite a nice. Um, the point where it's kind of revealed, you you obviously are working out as it goes on. Actually, he's a bit of a dick. This guy, the way he's talking to his wife's not on really. The way he's dismissing yeah. Gordo's not on. He's uh-huh. a bit mocking of him. And if he is just yeah. a guy that is kind of, he's pretended to have a good job and he hasn't got a good job and he's just trying to be friends and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. He's he's really not on the way Bateman's like dismissing him and stuff. And uh-huh. yeah, like the way he talks to your wife and stuff like that. So you you can say that that's all bullying, but as a, as an adult, you don't think of adults as being bullied as readily yeah. as if you're a kid, right? So uh-huh. I thought the point of when she goes to see um, an old school friend and says, look, just tell us what happened here. Something obviously happened. And he basically uh-huh. says, look, Simon was a bully when we were kids. Yeah. And he did this. And that's why Gordo is like he is. Mm-hmm. You don't really know what went on. It's weird. It kind of made... Well, you know bits. You know bits. Because yeah, what, what I bits. said, yeah. he's made up a story that Gordo was in this car and being molested by some guy. Mm-hmm. And it's completely fabricated. They've, they've completely made it up. And, yeah. and Gordo's life's been destroyed yeah. by this. His father has tried to kill him. Because he's sort of, you know, he's he gay. thinks that he's gay or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. So it's it's really sort of destroyed his life. And obviously, Jason Bateman's character could have said, "Look, I made it up." You know, yeah. I, you know. That well, what wasn't he says true. is, doesn't do you know, it. The reason he look, I'll, all right, I'll tell you. The reason he's a bit weird, and the reason I didn't want to say anything is because when we were kids, this happened to him, and he really fucked mm-hmm. him up. Um. Obviously, he's perpetuating the lie that he told when he was. Kids, yeah, that really affected Gordo and ruined his life. Now, at this point, you don't really know whether Bateman is that. I think he doesn't realize to what extent it affected Gordo and ruined his life because I don't think he cares. I don't, I think yeah, that's because point, I think he didn't it? care because he's a bully, he bullied yeah. him, yeah, he got a bit of a laugh and then he moved on and did mm-hmm. something else and whatever. He one of those guys that thought he had respect to people, but really they were just scared of him, so they didn't. Yeah. He didn't bully them. So I don't think he realized or cared like what happened to Gordo. So when he came back into his life, as much as I don't think he didn't recognize him at all, he probably uh-huh. didn't even think about the extent of what this guy might be feeling towards him for what he did to him at school. Yeah, I think you're right there. I mean, that's that's the impression that you get. He's just so involved in himself, isn't he? Yeah. Jason Bateman. I mean, yeah. there's a part as it goes a long ways up for a promotion. And this kind of shows that he's still got this bullying aspect yeah, of his, yeah. uh, That's his a good personality. Yeah. Where he just kind of takes out his rival for the 
um, for the promotion. He, mm. he kind of fabricates lies about him. And yeah, he learns that it's between him and somebody else. And yeah. he's like, oh, who's so that you, other guy again? He writes his name down. Uh, Next thing you know, he's uh, got the promotion. Um, yeah. And there's a good bit towards the end. Because it, it skips on a little bit, doesn't it? You think it's all over. Yeah. And then it moves on uh-huh. like a year later or a year later or whatever. And mm-hmm. you think Gordo's come back to have a go. Um, yeah, but it's not Gordo, it's is not, it? It's this guy that he screwed over to get the job. And it just goes yeah. to show that he's the same now as he was then. And uh-huh. in fact, there's not just one person that might be going to break his window because he screwed him over. Uh-huh. It could be anyone from any point. Now, how many times well, have, that's it? It, yeah. have they moved exactly. because of something similar? And is, is his wife? Yeah, you don't know. Is his wife like being? Has he ended up putting it on his wife and blaming her when really? Yeah, I mean, it definitely has. I mean, the, the the wife's. You know, she hasn't really got a life, has she? She's no, just in the house by herself. Running. And he's and like telling her to go running. The way that you know he's speaking to her and stuff like that. There's a part where he shushes her, and yeah, it's, it's like not on, is it? Really creepy. No, yeah, it's not on. It's, it's awful. So and he I has mean, a go it, as when she's. Uh... He has like a terrible effect on like you know obviously you know his wife. Mm. She's on. She's an alcoholic and she's taking pills and stuff well, like you that. You don't know the. And extent. I think he's the blame. I you feel it, but you can, you can assume. You can surmise, can't you, from watching the film? I feel like he's maybe, you know, I think it's about coercive control and in as much as his wife's concerned, I think he's probably made her feel like she's an alcoholic, made her get on the tablets to... Yeah, maybe. Like she's depressed probably because he's a terrible husband. She's turned to yeah, drink yeah. because he's been a terrible husband. He's made out more of it than it is. Made her feel uh-huh. bad about it. Said, oh, we're going to have to move somewhere. Like yeah, say, that's, that's the- what I meant. I mean, it's it's obviously, like I say, his sort of influence that has, has sort of almost destroyed his wife, mm. which he can't see it. Not yet anyway, but this sort of experience with Gordy and stuff like that's opened her eyes to the person that he is. I mean, obviously, she had no idea he was like that at all, did no. she? No, and she says, like, I've experience got, got realised I don't really know who you are. Um, yeah. But the bit I thought where that guy said, look, he's a bully, mm-hmm. it just made me think, that's weird, isn't it? Because as an adult, you go, you work, let's say you work with somebody, somebody you work with, somebody I work with, uh-huh. You would have no idea whether they were a bully when they were a kid at school and what they got up to or or, or whatever, you know. Like when it just made yeah. it, it, I thought that was a kind of it kind of got under the skin a little bit when that bit happened. It was it was a little moment between a character yeah. that was in it for about five minutes, but I thought it really got under the skin. Like actually, you don't mm-hmm. really know who people are, do you, or where or, or what they're like. I thought that was a clever bit of the film and that's what the film was about, I think. Yeah, it's a clever bit. I mean, you know, if if anybody, you know, was like that when they were younger, they've got a choice that they can either evolve, they can move on, you know, they can change the the way that they behave or like Jason Bateman's character in this film, they just stay the same. And uh, obviously, you know, Jason Bateman's character has done that and he's completely destroyed his wife's life and Gordo's life yeah. in the past and he also he ends up destroying his own doesn't he I think the difference as you get older it can be explained away or almost accepted when you're a kid and you're a bully you're another kid you're picking on them a helpless kid 
There's, I, I'm a kid, you're a kid, I pick uh-huh. on you, you get upset, I get told off, or I don't, mm-hmm. maybe, or, the, or whatever. As an adult, bullying behaviour is much more subtle, and it's yeah. much more easy to hide, or, mm-hmm. you know, dress up as something else, and I think that's kind of, that, that's what a really interesting aspect of this film is for me, the difference and uh-huh. the effects of bullying, whether it's on a kid or an adult, how you can get away with it as a kid or as an adult, and mm-hmm. uh, you know what the effect it can have on people. Um, obviously, in this film, in the end, Jason Bateman gets found out. He does. He gets found out. Yeah, um, it, it kind of unravels as that uh, the guy that he screwed over for the promotion. When he turns up at his house, it all seems to unravel then. Um, but uh, Gordy, who has been obviously throughout this film, he's been doing various things. He's been, because there's a part in the film where Robin sort of collapses mm-hmm. and you kind of think to yourself, well, is that because she's sort of started taking these pills again or is there something else up? Yeah. And uh, it turns out that there's something else up and Gordy's been, he's got a key to the house. Um, the dog goes missing and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, things like that. I so, mean, he's not without blame. Yeah. That's for sure. But it, oh no, I, but I mean, up... it's revenge, isn't it? Yeah, it's, that's what it is. I, mean, mean, I think it's unfair to bring Robin into it. I think that's what. That's why he's. Yeah, yeah. No, I get that. That that's that is true. But that's the only way I guess that he could actually have done it. I, I don't know. That's is, how he's getting is, revenge is on Bateman because Bateman's. But then that's the only way he could find out about who he was, I guess. Yeah. You know, Robin was like the doorway into his life mm-hmm, again. Mm-hmm. You know, he, that's where he got yeah, all that's the information. His vulnerable about spot. Yep. Simon. Yeah, definitely. Uh-huh. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, he eventually gets his comeuppance. And like we said, uh, Gordy has been breaking in. Yeah. Robin collapses because Gordy's drugged her and stuff like that. And there's also this part where you're not too sure whether Gordy. Has raped Robin or not because he sent him a, a sort of DVD at the end. But I don't think he does. I don't think he does. Honestly, I didn't think that at all. I didn't, I, I, didn't, yeah. I didn't think that was... Think, I didn't get that. No. Because, I mean, the whole plot at the end is is whether the baby, because Robin's pregnant, yeah. is, is whether the baby not. is yeah. his or, or not. And that's yeah, I get of, that, but I think that was like I think that's one reading of it, and I think that's a very obvious kind of. Oh no, that's what Bateman's thinking. I think, but I don't yeah. think it's actually a possibility. No, well, it would be out of character for him to do that, wouldn't it? it would and also, it would be a, it would be an awful, awful, like Robin's yeah. being punished from all angles. If that was the case, I don't think that's yeah. But like all all good films, it doesn't spell it out for you. It's no, it doesn't. Ambiguous, it doesn't. Uh, but I think uh-huh. that's what he wants Bateman to worry about. Yeah, but, yeah, I, but, I, sure. but I don't think that's really no. the thing. No, I don't think that he did that either. I definitely don't. Um, so the tables have been turned on uh, mm-hmm. Mr. Bateman and, he and he's, he's, his life's up shit quick. His house of cards start tumbling. To fall, yeah. Uh-huh. They've all been based on lies anyway, haven't they? You know exactly. So, so yeah, guess he's come up and he does. He does. I like this film, mate. I think it's really, really good. I think like it's good. Like this. I like I say, it's understated. It's a good thriller. It's like you don't really get many films like this anymore. I think um, mm-hmm. it, it's 
it's like not big box office special effects. It's not a franchise. It's not a sequel or a reboot. It's not uh, mm-hmm. a jump scare horror. You know, it's 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 not an art house movie. It's the type of film that Hollywood used to do really well when like VHS rentals were a thing, like in the in the nineties uh-huh. and stuff like that. And I, and there's and I think it's all the better for it for being that kind of just yeah, low key. Uh huh. I do. Well, Definitely. like, like I said, don't know much about Joel Edgerton, but once I looked into this and I saw he's directed a couple of other things, it just made us think. Actually, maybe I should try and seek out some of his films. Yeah, you should. I, like I say, I, I always enjoy him whenever he's in a film. He pops up here and there, and that, and I always enjoy his performances. So, yeah, I definitely check him out. I think I've seen most of them actually that he's in. To be honest, don't think I've seen Red Sparrow. I don't think I've seen that. <laughs> what one. the hell's Red Sparrow? It's a, it's like a spy film, Russian spy film. Oh, is it? Uh, is it got Charlie Theron? It was one of them. Jennifer Lawrence, that one. There's a couple of them uh, came yeah. out at the same time. Didn't they? That's oh, right. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen that one, but most of the other ones I've seen, like the thing and stuff. Oh, good. Well, and definitely it recommend it. It comes at night. Is that? It comes at night. Film? Is a film, I think. Yeah. <laughs> That's him. But it, that one's good, from what I remember. But yeah, if you haven't seen it, watch it, even though we told you to switch it off if you haven't seen it. <laughs> Come back. <laughs> I've got a quiz. Uh, also, we've got a new um, rating on iTunes. Oh, so yeah, I'll read nice. That out. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, it is from Luke Williamson, who we know from the Mariners. Yes, nice. And he, he writes, these chaps are like Mortimer Whitehouse, Coogan yes. and Bryden, or Lance and Andy. Brett and Cliff leave you feeling cosy, comfortable, and seemingly at home, as though listening to your mates going off on tangents that you never knew existed or could make good pod content. In fact, some of the content may be questionable pod content on second thoughts, but these chaps make it enjoyable, and they even played that great little band, the Mariners, a we few did, weeks didn't back. We? we did indeed. So thank you, Luke, mate. Thank you. I would say some of the content is questionable, questionable full stop. Not necessarily just for a podcast. (laughs) Yeah, it is. But we're like it that way, don't we? There's nothing better than questionable content. Basically, that's at the top of my CV. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I'm a proprietor of questionable content. Do you want questionable content? Then I'm your man. In fact, I don't even have a CV. I send people a podcast. <laughs> I'd buy that for a dollar. That's what I'd say. <laughs> well, that's nice of Luke. We do have a quiz. Uh, the Come quiz is about movie bullies. I'm getting, I'm getting really bitten by mosquitoes here. <laughs> oh, I hate mosquitoes. It's movie bully quotes, okay. to be precise. Hello. If you don't get one of Choose them Shoes are untied. Here, <laughs> it's not it's not ah. in there but if you don't if you don't get one of them then okay. you're gonna be devastated cool. uh why don't you make like a tree and get out of here who <laughs> said that and what film i think it's biff tannen in back of the yeah. future well you are damn right with that yes damn right damn right Tom i wouldn't let you sleep in my room if you were growing on my ass don't like that. It's a Christmas film. Um, 
Home Alone. Yeah. Do you know is what the, the guy's name is? Who says it? Uncle Buck. Nope. Buzz. It's uh, Buzz. Okay, Buzz. Sorry. Right. I don't think you'll get this one right. Okay, uh, excellent. I, I've handled your kind before. Your mommy used to steal chickens out of the backyard until I blew her head off with a shotgun. So that's, that's just an, an awful fact. It is an awful fact. Do you know who the bully is? I, I, you're not going to get it. You can I'm have a guess. I'll give you a clues. I'll give you a clue. Okay. It is. That's the first clue. Okay. <laughs> um, Michael J. Fox is in it. Oh, it's oh, how many J. Fox? He's always a bully, isn't it? And J. Fox is always getting bullied. He, yeah. Nobody calls me chicken or yeller. <laughs> but it's the same, yellow right? Just, that happens in Back to the Future and in Teen Wolf, where somebody's that, right. the same thing, doesn't it? Yeah, is it is Teen Wolf? Answer? Is it's it Teen, Teen Wolf? Wolf, yeah. <laughs> Mick McAllister. Why are people always trying to bully Michael J. Fox? Is it because he's an adult, but he's still at know. school? <laughs> that might be it. Maybe it was because in this particular instance, he was a wolf playing basketball. <laughs> <laughs> Why would a, a wolf be a good basketball player? Makes no sense. No, it doesn't. I've got no idea. Come on, Walsh. We don't have all day. There's 50 more houses to tear down after yours. 80s. Spielberg. Richard Donner. It's Troy from the Goonies. Troy's the, the bully in the Goonies. Okay. Is that, it, yeah, I'm not bothered about it. Yeah, you see, <laughs> I was not bothered when you don't get it. Uh, think my name's funny, do you? No oh. need to ask yours. Red hair and a hand-me-down robe. Robe? Robe. That gives it away. <laughs> is, it, is it a bathrobe? Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> More like a, a school type robe. Oh, uh, okay. Remember when we met them two people in London and I was having a right go at them and you were saying, no, man, they're canny lads. And they when they were dressed as bats. Capes. Robes on. Yeah, the capes. Capes, aye. Uh-huh. them. So who do you think it is? Batman. No, it's Malfoy of Harry Potter. Oh, I like Malfoy as well. And we're going to be doing a few Christmas episodes, aren't we, soon? And my idea is to do Bob Dylan's Christmas album. What do you think of that? You can 100% do that. <laughs> um, yeah, I think uh, well, we've got one more November episode left after this, and then all through December we'll be doing Christmas stuff. Can't wait. Yeah. I love that, Christmas stuff. be fantastic. I love um, Christmas. Christmas horrors, obscure Christmas films, Bob Dylan Christmas mm-hmm. album. Maybe if one, maybe we'll do an episode on that and other obscure Christmas songs or uh, yeah. alternative Christmas stuff. Um, yeah, can't um, wait. Mm-hmm. Christmas, my favorite time of year. Absolutely love it. Can't wait for it. Um, definitely. And well, we we'll still gonna do a box band. of delights. Uh, box can of we delights. find it? Oh, yeah. we find box of delights. See if we can do it. Uh-huh. What we need to try and do as well is get a, a band to uh, do a Christmas song for. Do okay. Any, any of them? Yeah, let's we'll try. That. We'll put a shout out. Or I'll message a few people. Yeah, that'll be good. That'll be good. But we don't have Christmas music this week, do we, Cliff? No. No. We, we have do. more kind of 80s 
synthy stuff, Vangelis kind of stuff. Um, I think this is absolutely great. North Innsbruck from Minneapolis. Minneapolis, is all right. Yeah, I, I like I like the word Minneapolis. Yeah. It's a good word. Well, isn't also, it? the hometown of Prince, I believe. Yes, it is. Yes, indeed. I wonder if all the residents of Minneapolis have had their ribs taken out so they can perform fellatio on themselves. I, I mean, doubt it. Allegedly. <laughs> That's the only Prince fact that I know about. Well, is it a fact, though? I mean, who's. Well, does, there, does any doctor perform the operation remove a rib? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think well, they do. Unless they're God. Is that what you mean? <laughs> God from God, Dr. we don't God. know anybody. <laughs> Dr. God. Hey, I'd like to see Dr. God. I'd like to have a rib removed. <laughs> well, what do you want that for? <laughs> Let me just play every instrument. I'll tell you why. <laughs> Over three CDs. Uh, yeah, well, Minneapolis. That's nice, isn't it? Uh, bit yeah, of Prince, it is. Prince reference. Uh, but yeah, mm-hmm. North Innsbruck. I loved this. Really loved it. Um, yeah. Do you want to tell us a little bit more? Uh-huh. Um, it's, this one's called Aurora, and it features Galaxy 80. Um, mm-hmm. And R2, I really like this as well. It's, it's really, really good. Obviously, 80 is inspired, like you've said. But yeah, give it a listen, because we like this one. Yeah, cool. It'll come on in a while we're talking about this, while we say our goodbye. So follow us on Twitter at FCircusPod. You can join the Facebook group where you will uh, basically see what my dad thinks of every episode. Not much else going <laughs> on in there at the moment. Um, but we would like more and more people can interact with me, dad. So that's good. Like we should do that. Um, and you can like and subscribe this episode, this series our podcast on everywhere from acast apple amazon other things begin with a all kinds of places so do that subscribe leave us a review if you want we are brett and cliff's flea circus and this is north innsbruck see you later bye peace out
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.